What exactly is it like to be a first-year head basketball coach at the D1 level and to do so at a place where you can't take in any transfers? Second-year VMI head coach Andrew Wilson joins us today on the show to shed some light on these very questions. You are Locked On College Basketball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, welcome into the Locked On College Basketball Podcast, the only daily year-round college hoop show out there. I'm your host today, Isaac Shade, and I want to thank you so much for joining us on the show. As I said, we're going to have an interview today with VMI head coach Andrew Wilson as he prepares for his second season on the job. Let's get right into it. It's a great joy to be joined on Locked On College Basketball today by Andrew Wilson, the head coach at VMI. And Andrew, man, you're coming off your very first year as a head coach at the D1 level. Congrats to you, brother. And I just got to start there. When, when did you get the call about the VMI job? How did you learn that you were going to be the man? Yeah, thanks for having me on, Isaac. Um, I'm excited to be here, man. And uh, obviously, we've developed a relationship over the last couple of years. Right. So excited to finally come on. And um, yeah, you know, it was it was a whirlwind for me. Um you know, I got the call actually when I was in transit on the way to the Final Four uh, last year when it was in New Orleans. And um, I really had no connection to VMI. Um, I had never worked here. Um, I had no prior experience in the military or ever recruiting to a military institution. Um, our athletic director, Jim Miller, had been the AD at Richmond for 12 mm -hmm. years. And I really had no connection to him either. And um you know, if I'm being completely honest and transparent, I think probably a lot of other candidates uh, turned the job down. <laughs> and uh, That's how it fell to me. And um, I'm perfectly fine with that. And I have no problem admitting it. Working um, out for Mick Cronin. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> that's right. And, um, you know, sometimes God has plans that um, that you don't know about. And uh, it certainly worked that way out uh, for me and getting this opportunity and, you um, when I was able to get involved with this job and had a chance to sit down with our athletic director and the president here at VMI, um, it was clear to me that this would be a good fit and a great opportunity and a place that was committed to uh, wanting to climb the ladder in the Southern Conference and kind of had a renewed commitment and energy to athletics overall. And uh, so I was really excited for the opportunity. And that that's Man, I'm getting excited just listening to you talk about that. And uh, yeah, man, we'll talk about that SOCON in a little bit. It is a tough conference to be a part of for sure. So just let's reflect back on that first year a little bit, man. You had to get in and get going and figure out roster construction and all that. So just looking back on it as you reflect, what was what was the high point of your first year? Yeah, you know, probably the high point was just the first day that I got the job that I got the opportunity. Um, I had been an assistant coach for 16 years at the division one level. And, you know, th there's different opportunities that kind of come your way that you think might be a good fit for you, but maybe, you know, they didn't work out. And um, this thing kind of came out of nowhere. And um, again, I think uh, VMI was placed in my path at a time where I really didn't see it coming, <laughs> but sometimes great opportunities come your way when you least expect it. And, and that was certainly the case with me and getting this job. And so um, just just a celebration with my wife and my kids, um, you know, having worked so long and so hard for this opportunity and, and to finally get it. Um, because to be honest with you, Isaac, 
um, a lot of assistant coaches work in this business for a long time and never get their opportunity. And so I was just really grateful that my opportunity finally came uh, to run my own program. And so that was probably the best moment for me. Um, you know, and then just, you know, the biggest thing is when you go from being an assistant coach to being a head coach, it's you're going from making suggestions to now you're making all the decisions. Yeah. And, you know, you, you can kind of envision in your mind what that's going to look like. But until you actually sit in that seat and everything's coming at you uh, from every different direction of your program. And um, so I've learned a lot in my first year and um, hopefully for the better. Yes, indeed. Well, Andrew, like also in any profession, let's be honest, there, there are the highs and then there, there are tougher times. So I'm curious, as you reflect on the first year, what, what was maybe the low point for you? Yeah, you know, I don't know if there was a low point. Um, you know, we only won seven games in my first season. And when I talk to a lot of people on the outside of the program and kind of reflect back on, on my first year, a lot of people, they'll say, yeah, Coach, I'm sorry your first year was so tough. And, and mm-hmm. I kind of stop them. And I'm like, look, I knew this was going to be a big rebuilding job. And we're in the building stages of this program. And really what we went through last year is kind of what I fully expected. Um, we were the youngest team in the country last year. I started five freshmen in a lot of our games last year. We had a game last year that we won here at home versus Wofford. We scored 87 points and we beat them in overtime. And every single point was scored by a freshman for the first time in college basketball history. (laughs) And so we were dealing with some extraordinary circumstances this past season. And my guys kept fighting and battling Uh, which is what's ingrained in these kids from day one when you come to military school and to VMI. And so I was really proud of what we accomplished last year. Um, I really don't look at it as it was a tough season. I look at it as it was a learning experience. Hmm. And um, I'm excited about the future of our program. I feel like we've got some great pieces in place to really take off in year two. Man, that's exciting to think about for sure. And what a crazy thing, all the freshman minutes and things like that. That is a great coaching job on your part. Now, Andrew, you talked about like all the years of being an assistant and now and now getting to be the guy. I, I'm curious, going back to your playing days, for those who aren't aware, Coach Wilson played at Florida State, both for Steve Robinson and then Coach Hamilton. And, and Andrew, I'm curious how Andrew, the player, you found that to influence Andrew, the head coach? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I find myself every single day thinking back to lessons that Leonard Hamilton taught me during my time at Florida State. Hmm. And I reflect back literally probably every hour to something that Coach Hamilton taught me during my time there. Um, Especially when I'm about to address the team or I'm about to go into a team meeting um, Coach Ham was the best at that, being able to bring the best out of his student athletes that he coached. And one thing that, that he used to talk about all the time, and I probably didn't have an appreciation for it until I actually took the job here and got into it. He used to talk about how tough jobs are the best jobs. Hmm. And when I was a player, I kind of thought I wanted to get into coaching and, and I really fell in love with the process of coaching through being around him and his coaching staff. But he used to talk about it all the time. A tough job is the best job. And I never really knew what he meant, but I do now. I do now. And um, we certainly have a lot of challenges at VMI, 
but it doesn't mean it's not a great place. Just because it's a hard job doesn't mean it's not a good job. And I think there's a big difference there and a clear distinction. And VMI is a great place with a lot of great people. The types of kids that I get to coach every day and interact with and be around are going to be the future leaders of our country. And so a lot of the issues that other coaches might have at, at different institutions, I don't have those issues here at VMI. And um, when I lay my head on the pillow at night, I don't have to worry about what my guys are doing. You know, I, I've, I've got the distinct privilege to coach some of the best kids in the country and um, that stand for the right things and are going to go on to do great things in this world. Man, good. <laughs> that's just what, a, as you said, that's just an honor. You love to hear, hear that. So Andrew, as, as you were working on building your staff, one of the things that as a first year coach or first year head coach, excuse me, you know, you're trying to figure out like some of some, how do I do this? What am I going to look like? And it's nice to have somebody on your staff that has had some of that experience before. So your associate head coach, Dave Davis, brings some of that head coaching experience. How does what he's done and been through help you as you settle into your role? Yeah, Coach Davis has helped me tremendously. He, he's been a blessing to me and my staff and, and all of our players. Um, he was a Division II head coach for 28 years. <laughs> he was one of the winningest Division II coaches in NCAA history, has almost 500 wins as a head coach. And so the, the knowledge and wisdom that he brings to our program, um, it, it can't be duplicated. Um, and so what he has been able to do during his head coaching career is, is when at really difficult places. Hmm. And so I knew with myself being a first time head coach, I wanted somebody on my staff that, that had that experience as a head coach. I knew what it felt like to sit in that seat. And so he's been able to, you know, really calm me down when I need to be calmed down. <laughs> he's been able to get me excited when I need to be excited. And um, he's really helped me out in so many different ways, just beyond, the basketball court and being able the right times to, you know, know when to push the guys to know when to push the staff. Um, he's been extremely helpful in those areas for me. And um, I'm grateful to have coach Davis on staff. Um, he's going to continue to do great things for me. I was really fortunate to get him here. He had a lot of success uh, with Pat Kelsey at Winthrop and at college of Charleston. Um, the three years that he worked for coach Kelsey, they went to two NCAA tournaments. That's right. And, uh, had some of the most successful teams in the entire country. And so the fact that I was able to land him here at VMI, he, he's a real asset uh, to our program and to VMI. And you talked about this a, a minute or two ago, but VMI really is such a unique place. And, and part of that is on your staff, you're also uh, able to retain Austin Keenan, who like is somebody that had a great career there at the Institute and had already been on staff for several years. And a lot of times when a new head coach comes in, you might see them not retain some of the staff. So why, Andrew, was it important for you to both retain him and to have somebody that, that gets and understands the unique place that VMI is? Yeah, Austin's been great. Um, when I first got involved with this job at VMI, um, I reached out to a lot of people, former head coaches from different sports um, who had had success here at VMI. And all of them told me, um, placed a real importance on having someone on your staff who's familiar with the institution. And so it was an easy choice for me. Once I got the opportunity day one on the job and I got the chance to sit down with Austin and see the type of, of guy that he is, um, 
obviously his playing success speaks for itself that he had here at VMI. Um, he's been a tremendous asset for me. I would have been lost my first three months on the job without Austin Keenan. I would have had no chance to survive here. VMI is such a unique place from every standpoint. Just being able to run your program every day is so different than a regular Division I institution. Um, the amount of time that we were able to spend with our guys here at VMI is very limited compared to a lot of other schools because of the obligations that they have on the military side of things here. And so I would have been totally lost without Austin. Um, he's been such a, a tremendous asset for me, my staff, our players, um, but also just an example of someone who's had a tremendous basketball career, but has been through some of the challenges that some of our guys face every single day here at VMI. And so He's he's a living example and walking proof every day for our guys, um, you know, to be able to look at and say, hey, like I can do this. I can take on the challenges that are up on the hill on the military side of things and still have a very successful basketball career. And so Austin's been great so far. Andrew, you, you talked a little while ago about your wife and your girls and how you know excited you all are to get this opportunity. And, and I know that just family is such an important uh, thing for you. And I'm curious, man, because this job demands hours upon countless hours of your life. How do you go about trying to balance the two things, your family and your basketball? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, I'm not sure that I have the answer to it yet. And uh, I tell you this, I thank God every day for my wife. Um, she has been tremendous, uh, in helping me chase my dreams and, um, you know, every single day, I mean, I ask my family to make a sacrifice and, and, and I'm not unique to this in the coaching business. Um, we all do. And I joke around with my staff sometimes and I tell them, I say, guys, like we're not solving the world's problems here. You know, we're coaching basketball and, the sacrifices that we ask our families to make sometimes are, are tremendous. And we spend so much time away from our kids, away from our wives. And we spend more times a lot of, a lot of the time with our own players than we do our own children. And so, you know, what I try to do to the best of my ability is involve my family with our program. Um, I'm really fortunate here at BMI. I actually live on post. I live about 200 yards away from the basketball arena. And so my kids are able to walk over to the gym every day after school. Uh, they come over to practice. My wife will come over and, and cook things for the players and bring stuff for them. Um, I'm able to have the players over to my house a lot um, because we're right here on campus. And so that's, that's really, really helped out with involving my family with the program and my program with the family. Um, but that's something that's really important to me. I try to, um, as far in advance as I possibly can with, with our basketball calendar, to try to give that to our staff because I, I want our staff to spend time with their own families. I think that's really important. It's something that's getting harder and harder in today's landscape of college bas basketball. Um, the recruiting calendar now is absolutely wild. Um, you know, my wife asked me, uh, this past season, um, as the season was starting to wind down a little bit, she kept asking me how many scholarships we had. And I wasn't <laughs> quite sure why she kept asking me that, but it finally dawned on me that she wanted to know 
how much time I was going to be spending away from the family uh, recruiting once the season was over. Because, you know, up until five years ago, once you got through the season, you were able to have a little bit of downtime, able to get away a little bit with your family. And now that's not the case. And it's unfortunate that it's that it's gotten to this point. Um, I know there's a lot of uh, debating going on behind the scenes among the higher powers and NCA trying to figure out how to uh, best handle this NCA recruiting calendar right now. But um, it's a real challenge. And um, family is, is very important to me. Um, it's, it's the number one thing to me. And I want my staff to spend time with their families. I want my players to spend as much time with their families as they can. And uh, because I think it's going to allow everybody to be the best version of themselves by getting the opportunity to be around their families. I think it's really important. And so I just try to involve them with our program as much as possible. Yeah. And, and while you're at such a unique place, it's nice that you have such unique living conditions that allow for all of those things. That's really neat. Thank you for sharing that with us, coach. That's awesome. Now we do want to shift our attention to looking ahead to the upcoming season and what that will hold year two for coach Andrew Wilson at VMI. We'll talk about that in just a second. But first, this episode of Locked On College Basketball is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. That helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. It's so easy to create a free job post, and then you just add to it the purple hashtag hiring frame to spread the word that you're hiring. Then you can use simple tools like screening questions to make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right experience and skill set so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and ultimately hire. Let's be honest, the right team member can have a positive and measurable impact on your business. And that's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the quality candidates you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free right now at linkedin.com slash locked on college. Again, that's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. Once again, we're joined today on Locked On College Basketball by Andrew Wilson, the head coach at VMI, heading into not only his second year at VMI, but his second year as a head coach. And before we get into the specifics of this season, Andrew, I'm curious, in year one, what was the biggest lesson that you learned that you're going to employ going forward? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I learned a lot of lessons, you know, I... I, (laughs) I feel like uh, I learned a lesson just about every night that we took to court. And um, I think the biggest thing was patience. Um, I knew this was a big rebuilding job. I knew that we're in the growing stages of our program right now. And I knew that this was going to require a lot of patience. And no matter how much you train your mind going into it, it's always different when you're, when you're in the fire. Hmm. And um, that was certainly the case this past season. Um, there was some moments this year with such a young team where I could tell that some of the guys were getting getting down a little bit. Mm. And so I thought it was paramount that myself and my staff um, have positive energy every single day coming into practice. And when you go through a season where you go two and 16 in a conference play, um, it can wear on your players, especially. 
And I think I would be lying if I told you that it never did this past season. But one thing I was most proud of our guys, um, I can remember we were going into the Citadel game, which is our arch rival in conference. Uh, we're playing at their place in front of a, in a hostile environment. Their whole core is there at the game. We were 0-10 going into the game in Southern Conference play. They had already beaten us at our place. We go down there and, and get our first Southern Conference win. Hmm. And, uh, it was such a, a validating moment for our team um, with all the hard work that they had continued to put into it. Um, and they just kept battling. And that's the VMI way. It's instilled in our kids from day one when they arrive here on post um, to never give in to any circumstances, no matter what, and just to keep battling. And that's what my kids did all season long. And um, so I think, you know, to answer your question was patience. Mm -hmm. And um, But it's easy when your, your kids come in with the right mindset every single day and they represent the right things and they're about the right things every single day. And so that makes it easier for me. Man, I think we could all use a little more patience in our life. So thank you for that reminder and lesson. Part part of a rebuilding effort and, and really constructing any team is the opportunity in the offseason and how important that is to really yourselves and cement yourselves as a unit. So I know that right now you guys are going through uh, a bunch of summer practices ahead of a Bahamas trip uh, that you're going to take together. Also, I'd like to stow away on that, by the way, and come to the Bahamas. But um, <laughs> like, what? why do you see moments like this as so critically important for the formation of a team? Yeah, you know, we're, we're in a period of time right now. Um, you know, we're in the middle of the summer. We're in late July. We're trying to form our culture right now. And nine of my 13 scholarship players this season are going to be freshmen. Um, I'm having my staff do some research. If we're not the youngest team in the history of college basketball, <laughs> we have to be one of them. And um, I'm pretty confident we're going to be the youngest team in the country this season. And so the timing of the NCAA rules allowing us to go on a foreign trip once every four years uh, kind of fell in a perfect place for us this year. Um, you know, so we're going in, we're going to have practice number eight uh, later this afternoon. Uh, we get 10 full practices before we take our trip down to the Bahamas. Uh, we're going to get the opportunity to stay at the Atlantis Resort for five nights. Uh, we'll play two games versus Bahamian national teams while we're down there. And so really every day right now is just a, a stepping stone for our program because of our youth. We don't have a foundation in our program that's in place yet because of our youth. Um, and so we're working towards that right now. And so the players are, are learning me. They're learning our coaching staff. They're learning our philosophies. Um, our staff is learning our players right now. And so we're coming into the office every single morning. We're pouring over film and we're learning our guys. And um, so it's just been a great opportunity for us um, to really build that foundation during this 10 days of practice. And then when we come back in the fall, we're going to feel like, you know, okay, we've got that foundation in place. They understand what our system is, what we're trying to accomplish every single day. And so this is going to be really beneficial for us. And, and then as, as we get into the season, the uh, VMI's non-con slate was just recently released and that, you know, that's going to be the opportunity to start finding out how these young guys respond when the lights come on. Andrew, I'm curious with such a young team, how you're thinking about approaching the non-con portion of the schedule, like working on combinations or, or sets, 
truly f- figuring out how they each respond to the moment? Like, what, what are you looking at for that non-con portion of the schedule? Yeah, it's, it's so important um, when you're a new coach and taking over a program, your non-conference scheduling is so important uh, to the value of your program. And so what we've tried to do is put together a, a schedule that's going to challenge us and help us be prepared once we get into Southern Conference play, but also give our our team an opportunity to be competitive in games. Mm. And so, you know, we'll open up at Richmond, um, which is who we opened up with last year. Um, that game makes a lot of sense for us. It's two hours right down the road. We've got a lot of fans and alumni there in the Richmond area. And um, so we'll open up at Richmond. Uh, we'll play at South Carolina. We'll go from there and we go out to Arizona for two games for a tournament. And then we'll, we'll stay out on the West Coast and, and fly to Colorado from Arizona to play Air Force Academy. And so it's a schedule that's going to really challenge us, um, that's going to force us to grow, um, that's going to force us to learn ourselves. Um, but also I think it's a schedule where it's going to give us an opportunity to be competitive and to win some games at a conference and, and to hopefully build the confidence of our team a little bit uh, headed into Southern Conference play. Yeah. yeah. So. And listen, that's that's SoCon, brother. It is it is tough. And, you know, you talked about that two and 16 record last year. What as you shift from non-con play into the conference portion of the schedule, what, what are you hoping to achieve in non-con that's going to help just really propel you into the conference schedule? Well, I'm sitting here smiling and laughing about it, but <laughs> I, I've. I had the opportunity at, at, at two other stops in my career. When I was at College of Charleston working for Bobby Cremens, we were actually in the Southern Conference for six years during that time. When we were in the Southern Conference, Davidson was in the league. They had a guy named Steph Curry at the time. Heard of him. And uh, so the Southern Conference, the amount of respect that I have for this league is could not be higher. Um, this is one of the most underrated leagues in the entire country. There's 33 Division I leagues in the country. Over the last five years, the Southern Conference has been ranked as the 12th best league out of those 33 in the entire country. Our league does not get the respect that it deserves on a national level. Um, I think you saw this past season what our league is capable of. Uh, Furman beats Virginia in the first round of the NCAA tournament. And uh, Shouts to the Paladins. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Bob Ritchie's done a great job. That's right. And so our league is, is tremendous. Um, over the last – Four years leading up to this past year, four head coaches had gotten power five jobs. You know, Wes Miller from UNC Greensboro goes to Cincinnati. Um, Steve Forrest from ETSU gets Wake Forest. Lamont Paris from Chattanooga uh, goes to South Carolina. Mike Young from Wofford goes to Virginia Tech. So it's a league that has a lot of great players, has had success in the NCAA tournament, has had coaches go on to do great things in this business. And um, it's just a really competitive league. And, um, you know, VMI, the way that our institution is set up, um, it's a real challenge. Um, it doesn't mean that we can't uh, compete at the highest level in this league, but um, it, it, it is a real challenge. We can't take transfers at VMI. Uh, the rest of our league can. Uh, we don't have grad school at VMI. Uh, the rest of our league does. And so it presents some challenges right away. But I knew that before I took the job and the way that we have to build the program here at VMI is the way that I'm most comfortable doing it, which is through the high school ranks. And so that's the reason that we have nine freshmen on our roster this year and we're going to be the youngest team in the country. But 
our league is full of third, fourth, fifth year guys that are very experienced, um, whether it's in the Southern Conference or in other leagues that are coming, you know, transferring in. And so our league is going to be um, probably a top 10 league in the country this coming season. Um, you know, there's experience. There's really good coaches. Um, so it's a challenge every single night in this league. There's no off nights. Yeah. Even the best team in our league, you know, you go in and you play on the road in one of these environments, you better bring your best stuff or, or there's a chance you're going to walk out of there with an L. Oof. Yes, indeed. Now, Andrew has just talked some about the unique uh, challenges of being at VMI and what that means for recruiting. We want to dive a little more into that and look at what the current scape of college basketball is like and how that affects his job and his role there at VMI. We'll do that in just a second. It's a joy and an honor for us to be joined on Locked on College Basketball today by Andrew Wilson, the head coach at VMI. We've just talked a little bit about some of the challenges that VMI faces in terms of recruiting and other things like that. But I specifically, Coach, want to look right now at just this current landscape that we have in college basketball with uh, COVID eligibility. I know we're almost on the end of that, thank goodness, and finally, but uh, and then the transfer portal and NIL and everything else that's going on. And I'm curious specific to you, how you've seen that landscape affecting things at VMI. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, it keeps me up at night. <laughs> and, uh, you know, as, as I think it keeps most coaches up at night, you know, I'll be honest, I haven't met or talked to one division one coach who says what's going on in our sport is great. I haven't talked to one coach who thinks that, um, you know, the reality is, is that college basketball is older than it has ever been right now. Um, you know, a lot of that has to do with the extra COVID year, which you mentioned. Um, we're still going to have two more seasons of that That's right. until those kids are cycled out of the program. Um, you know, the, the current landscape of things has created a real challenge for a lot of schools uh, probably more so for us than maybe some other traditional schools um, because we're not allowed to take transfers and we don't have grad school. And so just to give you an example, like one of our best players this past year, a kid named Sean Conway, who uh, was a graduating senior because we don't have grad school. He was forced to leave VMI. Uh, he wanted to stay here. Um, he has wound up going to St. John's and is playing for Rick Pitino and he's going to get a great opportunity to play on that stage and, and I'm really happy for him. Um, you know, we had a player the year before, um, Jake Stevens, who was one of the best players in the Southern Conference, uh, who was recruited by Dan Earl and the previous staff who graduated from VMI, uh, transferred to Chattanooga to play with Dan Earl, who had recruited him here, uh, but didn't have the opportunity to stay here um, because of the way VMI is structured. And so it's created a real challenge. Um, you know, you have to get creative in your thinking. Um, you have to figure out a way to think outside the box um, to function within the rules that we have. And, um, you know, I think for us, the great equalizer is just being able to go out and evaluate high school players. Um, there's a lot of high school kids that are being overlooked right now because of the current landscape that we're in. When the season ends, 99% of college coaches are focused on the transfer portal and trying to bring in kids from the portal. And so it is opening that window of opportunity for schools like VMI to go out and to sign some high-level high school kids 
that maybe we couldn't get involved with in years past, but we are right now because of where the focus of other coaching staffs is. Hmm. And so I think you have to, I think you have to take, you know, every challenge as an opportunity and you have to find your window of opportunity. And I think that's what my staff and I have done. I mean, as we look at so many, like one of the things I often talk about is we're trying to build programs, not just teams or rosters or whatever for a year. I mean, have you, do you think you've maybe found a unique opportunity in this where maybe at VMI with kind of building through the high school ranks, as you're talking about, it is an opportunity to build maybe a bit more of a cohesive program while a lot of other schools are just piecing it together year after year. Yeah. That's what I'm hopeful of Isaac. Um, you know, the real challenge is when we're out there during this recruiting process to, is to find kids who want to be a VMI, to find kids who want to have a unique college experience, because this is not a traditional college experience coming to a military school. The sacrifices that these young men have to make during their college years is, is tremendous. And so finding kids that want to be a part of a, of a place like this, of a unique institution that want to be a part of a culture like this is really important. Um, I feel like my staff and I have done that in the recruiting process with the freshmen that we brought in. And we're hopeful that we're going to be able to keep this group together and to be able to grow old together. And that's really the key in college basketball today. Um, obviously you have to bring in talent, you know, that's really important and will always be important, but I think in today's age, even more so than in the past, is trying to create a culture and an environment where kids want to be a part of that mm -hmm. because every single school has got something different to offer. Um, and to be honest with you, for the history of the NCAA, the NCAA has been around for more than 100 years. For the history of the NCAA up until three years ago, every single college basketball scholarship was the same. Whether you were going to VMI or you were going to North Carolina, or you're going to Florida State, your scholarship was worth the same. Now that is not the case with mm -hmm. NIL, with all the other things that are a part of scholarships now that the NCAA has allowed. And so it's really important to create that environment that kids want to be a part of, that kids feel comfortable in, but also kids feel like they can become the best version of themselves and be pushed to where they want to get pushed to because all these kids have dreams. When they come in, you're a division one basketball player. All of these kids have aspirations of playing professionally. And so it's paramount that every coaching staff puts in place an environment that's going to help create um, for them to reach their full potential. Whew. Yes. And uh, I, that's, it's such a, tricky thing to accomplish and to pull off. And I know that that's something you and your staff are working hard at. Speaking of your staff, one something that some folks might not be aware of is that the NCAA is now allowing for two more like in-game on-court assistant coaches uh, starting July 1st. Um, and so I'm curious, Andrew, if you are going to take advantage of that and, and uh, bring two more assistants onto your staff this year. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I have restructured my staff uh, recently. Um, I promoted my director of basketball operations to assistant coach slash director of operations. Um, he's a young guy, Luke Colwell. Uh, he was a, a manager at South Carolina for Frank Martin and has come in and 
done a tremendous job for our program. And so I promoted him uh, last week, actually. Um, my director of player development, Ryan King, is now going to have on-the-court responsibilities as well. And so it's really going to help our program, actually. Um, at VMI, it's a little tough to find additional help in the form of managers. Hmm. Uh, we don't have any GAs because we don't have graduate school. Right. And so just having enough hands on deck at practice every day can be a little bit of a challenge. And so being able to get those two additional coaches on the court to be able to work with our guys is really going to help our program be able to function every single day. Um, it was, was a real challenge for us last year with the amount of injuries that we had. Uh, there was times in practice last year where Austin Keenan, who we already talked about earlier, and another one of my assistants, Keith Chesley, they were on our second team all year long because we didn't have enough bodies to practice. And so we actually never played five on five one time live in practice last year, which I know is really hard to believe. Um, I had never been through a season like that, but that was in fact uh, what we were dealing with last year. And so, um, yes, the new rules are really going to benefit us in that area and, and have an extra help on the court. That's a big win. I didn't think about the the GA side of that and not having a grad school and what that would mean for you. So, yeah, that is a huge win. Uh, congrats to you in that endeavor. <laughs> All right, last question for you, Coach, and then we'll get you out of here. Thanks so much for your time. Uh, we talked about it earlier. You are a grad of Florida State. I'm just curious, are we going to see the key debts heading down to Tallahassee anytime soon? Yeah, I'm a proud graduate of Florida State. Uh, <laughs> I, I love Florida State. Um I've got all my kids in Florida State gear already. And, uh, we watch as many basketball, football, baseball games as we can. And uh, I'm forever grateful for my time down there. Um, I grew up a huge Florida State fan, actually. Uh, my parents both went there. So it was, a, it was a dream come true for me to get the opportunity to be able to play down there. And uh, so I'll always be grateful for my time in Tallahassee. Um, we have been talking with Florida State about uh, trying to – trying to schedule a game. Scheduling can get a little tricky sometimes. Absolutely. That's not a not an easy trip from Lexington, Virginia, down to Tallahassee, Florida, uh, for a lot of different reasons. And so if we're able to ever, you know, work it out logistically, um, I think in the coming years you might see the cadets down there in Tallahassee uh, playing Florida State. That'd be awesome. Would love to see it. And I know it would make your heart very happy as well. Uh, especially if you could go in there and give them an L on their home floor. That would be some kind of something. Great stuff. Coach Andrew Wilson, thank you so much for your time, and uh, good luck to the Kedets in the upcoming season. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Isaac. Really enjoyed it. Thanks again so much to Coach Andrew Wilson at VMI for joining us. Great conversation today. Really interested to keep tabs on his second season at VMI. Remember, you can follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnCBB. You can follow me at Isaac Shade. And of course, don't forget to give Coach Wilson a follow as well. Also, if you would, please subscribe to the show. Whether you listen or watch, you can find ways to do so. If you are watching, would you smash the like button so we know you're here? And would love for you to leave comments on your thoughts on today's show. As always, apologies to the lawyer family. Go Wildcats. And until tomorrow, peace.